And yes, 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 welcome back to the Clark and Miller English Podcast. Um, if this is your first time, uh, welcome, just welcome. And if not, welcome back. Um, and I think we're getting quite a few welcome backs uh, today because, um, well, we've grown. We only launched a few weeks ago and we're getting lots of lovely new listeners. That's you, lots of people listening. And I guess... Um, people enjoying what we're doing and what I'm doing. So, uh, first of all, that's great. It's great to know that um, there's that I'm helping people out there. I think, or maybe they're just laughing at my my bad jokes and my weird voice. I don't know, but you know, someone's getting a kick out of this. So, um, thanks, uh, thanks for being part of it. It's good to grow a community, a community of people. Uh, so, yeah, welcome on board, everyone. Um, and I'm really glad you're in on this, and I'm really glad you're getting something out of it. Um, so, yeah, before we get started today, now we're kind of properly rolling with like a big community of people. Um, just there are three things I really want to mention quickly. First of all, I just want you to help out. Really take two seconds of your time, wherever you're listening hit the subscribe buttons or the follow buttons or become a listener buttons whatever your button says wherever you are hit the stars you know give me some stars do you like it a lot if you like it a lot and you're really getting a kick out of this then just just whack five stars or even four stars whatever whatever many stars you want to give um it really makes a huge difference to me and, and my life and us and the podcast and everything and also if you want uh, please leave a comment um it helps me out a lot not only does it help me with the algorithm situation um, and showing that people like this podcast so algorithms on apple or spotify whatever treat me well but uh, also it just tells me who you are and who's out there and i'd like to get to know you a bit more you know like um yeah leave some comments um and on that note the second thing is actually get in touch directly uh send me an email i'm gabriel at clarkandmiller.com um it's uh it's just a great thing to do to grow grow our community um especially if you want me to talk about something in particular uh, if you do then i'll do my best uh, to get it into the podcast if you have a topic that you want me to cover a, a grammar point or a language point you want me to talk about if it's a big thing i might be able to cover like a whole episode with it um and if it's a small thing i'll just maybe collect a lot of small things and we can have a little section on the podcast where i just deal with lots of small things directly from from you um, any emails that you send me um and of course, I'll mention your name as well. So your name could go flying across the airwaves. Um, and yeah, we're a community. Let's, let's, let's all help each other out and, and have a pool of ideas going on. Um, finally, the third thing, I'm not sure I'm in two minds uh, about this. This isn't finally, sorry. This is thirdly. Thirdly, I'm in two minds about this. Um, Facebook group. Would you like a space where we can all get together on Facebook and discuss the issues in the podcast um a place you know just we can actually more like a forum and get into something um i'm still in two minds about this i'm still not sure if i, I want to do it or not if it's a good idea or not if it's worth the time or not but if you would like to do that and be part of a growing uh sort of clark and miller english podcast community where we can kind of build uh connections and help each other out 
again, send me an email, gabriel at clarkandmiller.com, and suggesting that, and uh, yeah, if I get enough of those, then it'll clearly be worth doing. Uh, finally, don't forget uh, clarkmiller.com, the website, a uh, great place to uh, improve your English and pick up loads of weird and fun and strange things that I write, otherwise known as the blog. Um, and you can also get a free book on prepositions. If you're having trouble with prepositions, I have a little freebie uh, on this. You can just go straight to clarkmiller.com, pick it up. It's called 13 Little Drawings That Will Help You Remember Prepositions Forever, Probably because uh, I really like catchy titles. It's totally 100% free. Just go to the site, and it's like the first thing you see on the site, so you can just grab it there. Anyway, okay, enough of the things. I, I said three things, and I ended up with four things. Sorry about that. Um, my, my English is great, but my maths is not so good. But my geography is good, so go figure. So let's get started. Today we're going to talk about the power of the amazing power of auxiliaries and auxiliary verbs. Um, yeah, let's just get started. What, it, it sounds like a potentially really dull topic, but I promise you it isn't. Auxiliary verbs are like little tiny bombs. They're really, really small, but man, they make huge explosions. You can do so many things with just these tiny little things. Very efficient and ninja-like way to use English. Okay, we'll, we'll get to all of that. Um, so yeah, let's just get started with that. Auxiliary verbs and uh, substitution in general. Here we go. So uh, yeah, there's something in English that just doesn't get taught enough. Uh, it's not, you don't see it enough uh, considering how much we use it. Uh, it's very fun. We use it all the time. It's one of those things that once you've got it, when you're learning English as an English learner, once you make that little change, your English gets suddenly much more efficient. And, yeah, this phrase gets overused a lot, but it does make you sound more natural. Uh, it really does. Okay, so yeah, what is it? It's basically what we're going to look at today is substitution. Um, stopping ourselves from repeating ourselves, so stopping ourselves from making those long, clunky sentences. Not only that, we're also going to see how substitution isn't just a way of making sentences sound more natural, but can be a really good, powerful tool to express yourself, to be funny, to sound intelligent, to make people feel stupid, to make yourself look like an idiot. It can do lots of different things, and we're going to look at all of those things. Um, but first, let's look at a few sentences that sound a little bit off, a little bit wrong. Here's the first one. Jenny really, really wants a giraffe cake for her birthday. Can you make her a giraffe cake? Weird, eh? She really wants a giraffe cake for her birthday. Can you make her a giraffe cake? Something's wrong, right? Repeated giraffe cake. It, it sounds strange. Just giraffe cake, giraffe cake. Not fun at all. So, yeah, the solution there, uh, as I suspect you probably already know, is uh, Jenny Jenny really wants a... Jenny Jenny? <laughs> Am I singing a song? Jenny Jenny. Um, Jenny Jenny really, really wants a giraffe cake for her birthday. Can you make her one? So you avoid repeating giraffe cake by saying one. Uh, Jenny really wants a giraffe cake for her birthday. Can you make her one? Uh, this is called a nominal 
substitution. But don't worry about these technical terms. It basically means that what we're doing is replacing a noun, giraffe cake, with something else. Substitution is about replacing, and nominal just means noun. Nominal substitution. Uh, sometimes we replace uh, nouns in different types of nouns. Uh, it might be non-specific, like a giraffe cake. She wants a giraffe cake, not a specific giraffe cake, just a giraffe cake. Um, it doesn't matter which giraffe cake it is. Uh, so, yeah, we just say one. Uh, we can also use other words to avoid repeating nouns as well. Uh, maybe it's something plural. Uh, like, new example. What? You don't have any energy left? Here, eat this. It'll give you some energy. I did that in an American accent, and I enjoyed it. Okay, what? You don't have any Amer American energy left? What's happening to my voice and my words today? Who knows? What? You don't have any energy left? Here, eat this. It'll give you some energy. Okay, so what, what's happening there? Uh, we're repeating uh, some energy, some energy. Um, it's not specific, and it's, it's uncountable. So you just need some. Some is enough. What? You don't have any energy left? Here, eat this, it'll give you some. Or it could be something specific, a specific noun. Uh, look, look there in the distance. It's the Great Pyramid. Can you see the Great Pyramid? Again, it kind of sounds a little bit funny. It has a slightly comic effect when you repeat this. Um, but this is not necessarily a good thing. You want to sound neutral most of the time. If you, if you sound comic or weird most of the time... It, it people will have a hard time listening to you and 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 you know it, you won't get invited to as many birthday parties and that's important that's why we're learning a language right so uh, again so can you see the great pyramid can you see it right look there in the distance it's the great pyramid can you see it um yeah, this reminds me of something that I may or may not cut out. I'm going to listen back and um, decide whether it's too risky, risque or not. Um, but yeah, there's a, one of my favorite TV shows. If you know me well, you know that one of my very favorite comedy shows is something called Peep Show. And uh, there's a character in Peep Show who's addicted to uh, crack cocaine, a very horrible, dark, um, addictive, very addictive uh, drug. And um, this guy, Superhands, um, is trying to come off cocaine. Sorry, crack. Crack cocaine. But just known as crack. So, yeah, there's a scene when uh, Hans has decided to give up all his drugs. All drugs. He's quitting drugs for good. And uh, especially crack, which is his, uh, his big problem drug. So, um, yeah, and um, he's going on a trip with his friend, uh, Jez. And um, Jez says, let's crack on which just means let's let's get going let's let's start the trip and Hans says and here's here's the line right well let's crack on don't say crack Jez yeah please not now because <laughs> you saying crack makes me think about crack and I love crack so can you not say crack don't say crack because you you saying crack makes me think about crack and I love crack so you can, so can you not say crack please so <laughs> repeating this word crack is obviously like it's a comic effect it's not very natural um you know don't say crack because you saying it makes me think about it and i love it so can you not say it uh, would be a bit more natural um so yeah comic effect uh of replacing nouns or not replacing nouns the point is when you don't replace the nouns you get a very strong emphasized sentence 
Okay, so this stuff, you know, can you see the great... It's a great pyramid. Can you see it? Um, you don't have any energy left? Eat this. It'll give you some. Or um, she wants a giraffe cake. Can you make her one? I'm sure you know all this stuff, more or less. If you've come across it before, you can replace nouns with some, any, one, ones, or pronouns like it, them, us, etc. Things like that. Um, so that's a bit about using substitution for nouns, uh, which is fun, but not as fun as what's going to come in a bit. Uh, let's also look very quickly at uh, some more repetition. This is even more repetition-y, which isn't a word, but uh, I like it anyway. Uh, here's the example. Seriously, Barry, did you just delete all the Monty files again? Uh, yeah, I, I think I just deleted all the Monty files again. Okay, it, again, it's quite funny because Barry's just repeated the full sentence and he didn't need to. It's unnecessary. So a simpler, simpler solution. Again, the first person says, Seriously, Barry, did you just delete all the Monty files again? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's much more sensible, isn't it? Rather than just repeating everything the first person said. Um, you know, we have things, this is very common, and I'm sure you know it, which is why we're looking at this very quickly. You have phrases like, I hope so, I think so, um, I told you so. Um, and this is just repeating a full phrase or a full clause or even a full sentence. Um, yeah, one more example. I love the phrase, I told you so. And it's used a bit differently from the others. The, I hope so and I think so are there to confirm something. I told you so is a bit more um, telling somebody you were right and they were wrong. Um, here's another example. And although the film was there tennis and look, 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 four hours, he's going to say, uh, just, actually, I, I think I, you'll I, find that annoying voice no again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'll find... See, see I told you Bailey's so. I told you that's so. Bailey's. So what does it mean? It, this so thing. Um, well, yeah, like I said before, it replaces whole clauses, um, whole chunks of sentences, usually bits with subjects and verbs and objects and stuff like that in it. Um, one more example. Uh, if so, if so is very common. Here is the example. Hopefully the project will be ready on Thursdays. If so... We'll take Friday off and play monkey tennis. One more time. Hopefully the project will be ready on Thursday. If so, we'll take Friday off and play monkey tennis. So again, if so, instead of saying, hopefully the project will be ready on Thursday, if the project is ready on Thursday, well, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. You just replace, use so, and you've just covered all of that territory. Okay, so that's nouns. And replacing nouns and replacing clauses. Good, we're done. That's the end of the podcast. No, just kidding. We missed one. We missed the verbs. And this is where it gets fun. Uh, verbs are the most dynamic part of language. They do so much work. And when you get into substituting verbs, you really gain control of the language in a way that you haven't before. It's almost like wizardry. You, be, you, you have this sort of power that you just click your fingers, except it's the verbal equivalent of quick clicking your fingers, and poof, you've just created worlds. So how to do it? Well, it's one magic key. One magic key can give you the power of the verbs and the wizardry power. Uh, 
it's auxiliaries, auxiliary verbs. Control the auxiliaries and you will become the wizard. Seriously, let me show you. Okay, so you know sometimes you hear someone saying something in English or you read a sentence and you just look at it again and again and again before saying, what, what the, what, what the fish fingers? Seriously, what, what? No, yeah, you ever get that feeling? Just send it, you know all the words and it just, it doesn't make any sense and it's all too short for some reason. Um, it might be because the sentence was a bit like this. I know he did, but I wouldn't, even though I could, but I might later. Or being powerful is like being a lady. If you have to tell people you are, you aren't. This is a famous quote from someone I, I dislike thoroughly, but she had a great sense of humor. I'm giving her that. Uh, this is a Margaret Thatcher quote. I'll give that again. Uh, it's quite good. Being powerful is like being a lady. If you have to tell people you are, you aren't. Uh, more examples. If you want to give me a, if you just want to give me a call, then do do dude, do do dude, or my name is Doctor Tia. I live in Botswana, saving lives. Do you? Okay, all of these except for the first one are from somewhere. Like I said, from Thatcher. Uh, the other ones are from uh, some sitcoms or, or comedy shows. These are all except for the one first example which I made up. Real life examples. And we will come back to these beautiful, beautiful sentences at near the end of the podcast. Um, but let's deal with this step by step first, right? This will make more sense later. Auxiliaries. You've been doing this from the beginning. Uh, you know this stuff really well because uh, your first lessons, one of your first English lessons ever would have consisted of answering in English. Do you have a flat? Yes, I do. Uh, have you seen Tara? Yes, I have. Um, uh, are you swimming? No, I'm not. Uh, so, you know, this whole, yes, I am. No, she doesn't. Uh, yes, we will. Um, this am, doesn't, will. These are all auxiliaries. And these are the auxiliary verbs. Um, and these are the bits of English that have the power, the hidden power, the magic key. Um, they're all pretty easy to work, work out. What is the auxiliary verb? Uh, when you make a yes-no question, the first word will be the auxiliary verb. Uh, are you playing monkey tennis tomorrow? Have you seen the state of his hair? Um, uh, do you know how to do that better? Um, Yeah, so that first word. Most, most of them are easy to find. Uh, past, past simple and present simple are a bit weird because in the positive you don't see them, but that's okay. You see them in the questions. And we all more or less know how to form questions, right? So that's locating the auxiliary verb, that first word of a yes or no question. Um, but yeah, This, like, yes, I have, no, she doesn't, yes, we will stuff, uh, which, you know, it does have a place. We use it all the time. It is true that it is useful. But, oh, my God, auxiliaries can be used in much more interesting ways. Um, we're going to look at a classic, um, um, a still fairly classic example first, and then we're going to go into the bombs and the magic wands and the magic key and all the fun stuff uh, that where it really explodes. Um, but this classic exa example is really useful, too. Um, So let's 
Let's talk about things that we have in common or things that we don't have in common. Let's pretend we're meeting. At the beginning of the podcast, I talked about how we should start building a community and, uh, and, and meeting each other and finding out what we, we like and what we have in common. Uh, so let's pretend we're meeting and you tell me that you really, really like the new Star Wars films. Now, I appreciate that I'm on the internet and I'm throwing this one out there. Yes, I am taking a risk because I'm standing by those new films. They're just as good and just as bad as the, <laughs> the previous ones. Um, now I will be completely destroyed on the, on the internet, but whatever. You tell me, you really like the new ones. And that's great news for me because I like the new Star Wars films too. So um, if you say, oh, I really like the new Star Wars films, and I say, I really like the new Star Wars films too. Yeah, like I could say that, but it's, it's a mouthful and it's not very elegant and there's a better way to do it. I could simply say, me too, which is pretty easy. Uh, but there's another way you can do this. And you can say, uh, I could say, uh, so do I. I really like the new Star Wars films. So do I. You also tell me that you've met David Crystal, uh, one of the best linguists in the world, a great writer, great, probably the best, the top expert on the English language and a hero of mine. And you tell me you've met him and I can say, yeah, I can say me too, or I can say, so have I. Um, so we've got, so do I, so have I. Um, you tell me you won't be going on holiday this year, which is very, very likely because at the time of recording, we're in the middle of a lockdown and no one's really expecting a holiday this year, not going anywhere beyond their balconies, that's for sure. So you say you won't be going on holiday this year and I say, neither will I. So this time it's negative. You've got so do I, so have I, neither will I. But see what's happening. It's using those auxiliaries. So do I, so have I, neither will I. Um, you tell me your brother didn't ride an elephant in the Maldives last week, which he probably didn't. And I can say, neither did mine. So again, I got the did. Neither did mine, neither will I, so have I, so do I. Um, also, we can talk about how, how we have differences. So do I for things that are positive, neither do I that for things that are, are negative, but we both have. But what if you say... You thought that the Titanic, the film, was really, really good. Wow. I mean, I can't agree with you there. Terrible film. I'm sorry. But you say you thought it was a great film. I can just say, I didn't. And those two words, one word identifying me, one auxiliary, boom, full of meaning. They are like little boxes with a hundred million things inside them, these auxiliaries. Let's keep going. There are more examples. Uh, you're not drinking green tea right now. Ah, oh, I am. And I really am. And um, yeah, it doesn't even have to be f for agreements between people. We can have agreements between things and concepts. Um, example. Oh, look, the 21st looks like a great day for the picnic. Nice weather. Ah, ooh, so does the 22nd. So the 21st looks good. So does the 22nd. So does. Um, okay. I didn't want to spend too much time on this. This is quite a sort of commonly like studied area. And it's, it's a part of the great English language learning 
canon. Um, but you can start to see how dynamic these little babies are. Really, really little effort, lots and lots of meaning. But there's more. Of course, there's more. Back in, well, God, it was five years ago now, 2015, um, uh, I was volunteering at Glastonbury Festival. It's a very, very big, very old festival in, uh, in the UK. Um, I think it started like in the 60s or something. Probably lots of hippies. And there still are lots of hippies there. And it was good to volunteer there. I was volunteering at the Permaculture Garden. Um, great time. But <laughs> it was a bit loose in terms of who was allowed to turn up and, and volunteer and who wasn't. And um, yeah, there was this guy who turned up. Nobody knew who he was. He was a bit of a nutter, meaning he was a bit bit mad. But, you know most of the people were kind of hippie-ish. So they just like tolerated him and, you know, let him just be weird. And he did do some work. Um, but he, I, I would just walk past him and he'd be in a conversation. Well, I say a conversation. He'd be talking at somebody um, who was politely listening. And he'd say, he'd be saying something like, do you find that the universe is like lots of pebbles and we're throwing the pebbles into the sun, which is giving us energy, the same energy that built the city of Atlantis? I do. And he would come out with these crazy sentences and always finish with like, I do. So he's asking someone their opinion, but immediately saying that that's what his opinion is. Um, and it's a bit annoying. Uh, this is a very annoying habit. Um, you can do it uh, to uh, taunt people, to make fun of people if you've achieved something and they haven't. Uh, so you could say something like, did you get first prize? No, I did. It's not very nice. It's very like negative personality sort of trait, but you might want to use it for fun. And it's, it's kind of a fun way of, of, of making fun with of people. Um but you can also do it in a way to um, put someone in their place, meaning uh, to make someone realize that they are um, not as qualified to talk about something. For example, this is happening a lot with the internet. You know, online, people are talking about all sorts of weird stuff. And you, you might want to remind them that, hey... Um, you're not really an expert on this, are you? So you could say something like, well, oh, interesting, interesting. Have you studied immunology for 35 years and written various academic papers on it? No, no. Well, she has. Meaning, maybe we should listen to her, not to you. Um, and this is, all, this is all part of the same thing. We have these patterns of language, you know, um, do you find that the universe is like lots of pebbles? I do. Or did you get first prize? No, I did. And have you studied immunology for 35 years and written various papers on it? No, well, she has. You have this sort of pattern and language works really well when we have these patterns um, which serve very, very particular specific purposes. They have a very specific reason. Um, and, you know, they become familiar and we expect them. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, like, think about these patterns because we use the same sort of grammatical structures often to make the same sort of point. Like we saw just then with this slightly annoying but also assertive, um, like, 
I do or I did or she has kind of thing. A lot of today's uh, stuff will be a little bit sort of smart and, and like assertive in this way, but that's useful sometimes. It can put someone down, like in the examples I just gave you. Um, it can assert similarities like we looked at before, but these patterns are really, really noticeable when you look at what people are saying without saying it, when you read between the lines, when you have these hidden messages. Um, I don't know if you can hear that. I've got a, a, a neighbor who's just got a toddler who likes throwing heavy balls on the floor. So apologies for any heavy ball sounds. Anyway, the example. You have a group of, uh, group of teenagers. Um, all of them are 18 except for one uh, younger brother, 16 years old, and he's just hanging out with the older kids. And they're all a bit bored. So the older kids say, uh, okay, okay, um, let's, go, let's go to the pub. And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's go to the pub. And then the 16-year-old kid says, oh, cool, cool, are we going to the pub? And his older brother says, we are, enough said. So by saying we are, he is excluding his younger brother, saying we are, but you aren't. The hidden message there is you aren't, because he emphasized the word we. Are we going to the pub? We are enough said the power of auxiliaries it goes on there's so much stuff with this patterns these patterns that only work because we're expecting them we start seeing them a few times then we start expecting them and we start understanding that this sort of grammatical structure usually leads to this message and this grammatical structure leads to this message uh, sometimes these patterns just become full set phrases um, with auxiliary verbs as we're talking about today, the classic set phrase is, I would if I could, but I can't. Really common phrase, I would if I could, but I can't. Often shortened to, ah, would, if, would if I could, but I can't. Uh, sometimes prefixed in British English with a, sorry mate. Sorry mate, would if I could, but I can't. It's a really useful phrase if you want to get out of a situation. Uh, example. Hey, Barry, can you help me with the cupboard again? The door's stuck. Would if I could, but I can't, mate. Gotta finish these reports. Would if I could, but I can't. Gotta finish these reports. Um, useful phrase, right? You could just drop that phrase and you can, you're saying, oh, I, I, I can't, I have no power to help you. Yeah, could be useful. There's also, and this is, this is where the this episode of the podcast comes to uh, the explosive uh, climax, I hope. Um, <laughs> there's also space for being funny, being witty, smart, but also amusing, smart, but entertaining. Um, not in an annoying way, like that man at Glastonbury Festival, but in a, in a witty and intelligent and an entertaining way, like, um, well, yeah, unfortunately, like Margaret Thatcher. As you know, this is always my favourite side of language. Uh, after language and music and giraffes, of course, comedy is a major passion of mine. And where comedy and language meet, of course, that's, that's a very, very, very major passion of mine. And there's so much space. Um, with comedy, 
like so much comedy depends on the power of of language and the power of manipulating these patterns um i was talking about before because patterns are about expectations communication is about expectations so when you play with that you get good comedy i've talked about this a little bit on um on the blog at clarkmiller.com forward slash blog uh, with misunderstandings um with phrases like well with inverted conditionals for example where you have uh, uh if it rains tomorrow we'll go for a picnic you can also say should it rain tomorrow we can go for a picnic and then we have a um something from a bbc uh show where somebody's saying should there be any mistakes and then immediately interrupted with but should there be any mistakes because usually they don't like mistakes and uh 2200 hours being a time that's used a way of saying 10 o'clock in the evening instead of 10 o'clock in the evening you could say 2200 hours two people getting mixed up on with those and having to have it translated to them uh, one guy from the military only understanding 2200 hours and one uh, woman who only understands 10 o'clock in the evening So anyway, yes, playing with language, playing with patterns. And this brings us to Thatcher. Uh let's look at the quote again. Here it is. Being powerful is like being a lady. If you have to tell people you are, you aren't. Okay, let's break it down a bit. So being powerful is like being a lady. No problem there. If you have to tell people you are, what's missing? If you have to tell people you are powerful, and if you have to tell people you are a lady you aren't meaning you aren't powerful and you aren't a lady so with these tiny words are and aren't we have so much meaning we have being powerful and we have being a lady and we have not being powerful and not being a lady all together in one word um yeah like little bombs right being powerful is like being a lady if you have to tell people you are you aren't uh another one um here's the example i know he did but i wouldn't even though i could but i might later so this one is actually could actually be normal um i know he did whatever it was he did but i wouldn't do whatever it was he did even though i could do whatever he was he did and i might do whatever he did did later um shortened to i know he did but i wouldn't even though i could could but i might later with a little bit of uh sort of comic timing should we call it a little bit of acting um this could actually be pretty funny could be comic gold let me give it a go oh i'd love a sound effect for this maybe i'll throw one in i know he did but but i wouldn't even even though i could but i might later see what i mean playing with the language auxiliaries are very powerful for that especially when it's slow and long and you don't even know what he's talking about so yeah anyway um okay and what about this one from bbc's very very underrated sitcom saxondale very very good uh, sitcom um the guy uh, there's just one line in it and he says if you want to just give me a call then do do dude if you want to just give me a call then do do dude do do <laughs> brilliant um you could just use do 
If you want to give me a call, then do. But sometimes we add uh, an auxiliary when there isn't usually one. Um, you know, like he loves her, neutral. Okay, he loves her. So what? He does love her. Wow. Didn't say he didn't. Sorry for disagreeing. It's more like a correction. He does love her. You're wrong. He does. So, want to give me a call? Then do give me a call. Or, want to give me a call? Then do do. Replacing give me a call with do. Add dude, and it's even funnier. Want to give me a call? Then do do, dude. Right, okay, that's it. Um, finally, one more example. I said that's it. I was completely lying. Well, not completely. We are very near the end. Uh, but yeah, Comedy Central's uh, Armstrong and Miller, another really good uh, sketch show. Uh, it's, not a com- it's not a sitcom. It's a sketch show. So there are lots of different characters completely unrelated to each other. And one of them is this really absurd, ridiculous British guy in Africa. And he's a very Brit in Africa kind of character. Um, and he, he, he's uh, almost he's got a very colonial uh, spirit about him. It's, it's a bit strange, a bit uncomfortable. And he introduces each of his sections with uh, this. My name is Dr. Tia. I live in Botswana, saving lives. Do you? Do you? I love it. Do you? It's just brilliant. Funny for two reasons. First of all, of course, I don't live in Botswana saving lives. Why would he expect me to be that guy? He is that guy. He's one of the only of that guy in the world. Um, And also just, do you... The simple auxiliary that carries so much meaning sounds so ridiculous when it's lengthened like that. Do you? Um, So much meaning in two little sounds. Um, And I hope you find so much comedy in two little sounds there. So, yeah, we ended up with comedy because, well, you know, I love comedy. Comedy's awesome. Makes makes things funny. And who who wants a world without funny things? But uh, comedy is kind of difficult, right? It's it's partly culturally based, of course, but it also relies so much on intelligent wordplay. Uh, auxiliaries are a major part of that. So you can see how much uh, auxiliaries or even lack of auxiliaries, when we look at uh, the super hands example, you can see how powerful they are. Right. Um Yeah, so time to get into these small little words with so much power. So when you're sort of speaking English um, or listening to English, try to notice opportunities to to use them and and really cut down on your word use. And then you can, you know, kind of capture these little, little, um, little words, these little parts of language and... Once you start doing that, you try to experiment with them, use them more and more, because that will really, really help you sound kind of more natural. It'll give you the power to um, put people down. Um, It'll give you the power to um, show off a little bit. It'll give you the power to sound a little bit witty. When you really get the hang of it, it can give you the power to really get some comedy into your language and be funny and ignore the British cultural side of the comedy make it your own but you can still do that with auxiliaries Um, 
yeah so i hope i hope these really help help you out today um as usual uh, there will be a um show a, a pdf you can download from clarkamiller.com click on the podcast link and this episode will have a little show notes pdf uh, with a lot of the ideas from today outlined um, so you can check it out and also if you want to listen back again and follow that and you'll really get a grip of, of what i'm trying to express to you today but meanwhile i hope you enjoyed this one i really enjoyed that one um and uh yeah I'll, uh, I'll leave you to the rest of your, your lovely day. Um, great to have you here as usual. I'm glad you're all here. Uh, let's keep going with it. My name's Gabriel uh, Clark. Um, I, live, I currently live in Bulgaria uh, doing podcasts. Do you?